0: Oracle, 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 putting the E in e-learning. It's Thursday, 3rd of March, 2005. I'm Derek Morrison, editor of Oracle, and this is one of our occasional series of uh, Oracle podcasts. Today uh, I'm interviewing David Tosh, and David's a PhD student at the University of Edinburgh, who's been working on an innovation called Elg. Anyway, welcome, David. Hello, Derek. Thank you. Elg. Now that's an, an interesting name, David. W- 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 what does it stand for?
1: Actually, there's not a there's there's no big, uh, no thought really went into this name. Uh, unfortunately, what happened was uh, Ben Wardmuller. And I, he's the uh, my colleague who works on this project with me. Were sitting around and thinking about a system we could we could uh, come up with and what we could call it. And actually, what happened was Ben actually had a spare domain name which was elg.net. Uh, so we just decided, right, um, let's use that. Because initially we were starting off as a proof of concept, a small system, mm-hmm. and it's just stuck. So unfortunately, no, no, uh, no smart thinking behind that name.
0: Okay, who who else is involved? You mentioned uh, Ben's involved in this. Is, is is it just the two of you, or are there others involved
1: in it? Um, with with Elg itself, yes. it's it's just it's just Ben and I. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're the only two uh, that, that that are working on this.
0: But why why was
1: it created, and you know what what sort of need was being met? Okay, the the story behind this, it's it goes back perhaps um, twelve months or so, and um, as part of my PhD. I decided to set up uh, a weblog just to you know disseminate what I was thinking and to put out resources and very quickly this began to grow into a bit of a community with other bloggers in, in various parts of of the world and then I got talking to Ben who also worked at the university with me at that time um, and I didn't realize how much he was into all a variety of different web communities and, and, and social networking and all and that sort of thing so when we we got together and began thinking, right? This, you know, this could be quite a good tool for 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 learning, research, academia. Um, and then, as my PhD uh, started to progress, and I was gathering data from various students and various institutions, it it, it dawned on me that perhaps, and, and I was also reviewing current systems, that there was there's, there's there was things missing, and perhaps this could have been one of the uh, one one way that we could tackle and and make systems a little more interesting for for the student. So that, that's really how it started and it, it was, we developed this, uh, we started thinking about this concept called the learning landscape which has st- since gone on and we're developing it further with the help of uh, Helen Chen at Stanford University and Tracy Pennylight at the University of Waterloo in Canada and we're really starting to push this thinking of the learning landscape and what ELG originally started out was, was a proof of concept of this learning landscape. It's now starting to grow. And and move out of the proof of concept phase, and I think it could be it could be a tool that will have you know that that could be quite useful, especially thinking in terms of this learning landscape model.
0: Okay, you you mentioned you're doing a PhD. What is your you, 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 you the the area of your PhD then? What, what are you actually doing your PhD in?
1: My PhD is, is, is researching e-portfolios All right. and with, with a specific angle of uh, student engagement and motivation mm-hmm. in the e-portfolio process. So, again, this ties directly into this thinking. and it's, uh, The learning landscape itself is not uh, just about the e-portfolio per se. It's, it's about a whole collection of things, but the e-portfolio is nonetheless a, a central part of the thinking.
0: So this is really where it all came from. It was it was driven by your interests, really, in in developing e-portfolios and, and student motivation and, 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 and uh, things around that that
1: sort of area. That's right. It was looking at e-portfolios and and with with this blog that I had set up as a as a as a side thing, and then began thinking about how can I start or how can we incorporate uh, other web tools and technologies into the e-portfolio model. To, to enhance a to enhance its potential but b to to increase engagement and perhaps give learners that are using e portfolios just a little bit more incentive something more for them in it than than just uh, a purely the pedagogical aspects or whatever the institution that's uh, put out what the institution's thoughts on the e-portfolio are. It it puts the learner, I think, a little bit more at the centre of the process.
0: Okay, well, we'll certainly come back to that a a little bit later. Um, What research underpins the work that you're doing then? Uh, Obviously, doing a PhD, um, you've done the reviews of the literature, etc., etc., but what research underpins the work you've actually done in
1: ELG? One of the the main, the the research from my uh, perspective has been a lot has come from the surveys, focus groups and interaction with students that I've had mm-hmm. as part of this, as part of my research. And it was, it's been talking to the demographic that's coming into university, you know, the 17, 18, 19, 19-year-olds that are just coming into university, looking at tools that they're using and things that they're doing online. Um, and that's been the biggest driver, I think, for 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 me in, in pushing this process forward.
0: Is there anything you can tell us about this? Any um, early data, early, early, early findings, really, that uh, y- you could uh, um,
1: um, let us know about? It's, uh, the, a, a lot of the data I'm still in the process of analysing, but the one thing that is quite interesting is the, the most um, interest that we've had in ELG, or at least in the concept of this type of system, has been from that younger demographic coming into university, which isn't really a surprise in that a lot of the tools that we incorporate, they're m- perhaps more familiar with, but uh, that, that's coming through in, in my research. Okay. And again, we'll, we'll follow up that a little bit later as well.
0: Um, does, does ELG... Make use of existing open source solutions, um, or is it all novel work? You know, and basically, are, are you able to ride on the shoulders of work that's gone before, or, or basically, are you creating everything from from fresh?
1: With Elg gets th- the build has been all all from from scratch. Uh, ben Ben is the is the chief d- uh, designer and developer, mm-hmm. but it, it does it does pull in strongly. I mean, we have looked at the other. Uh, tools that are currently out there, and it does look at the ideas and things that that they have done and and we've we've looked at that taken it on board, perhaps tried to step it on a little bit so it, we do draw on what's going on out there, but as actual for actual coding and building it's all been done uh, from scratch pretty good, pretty good
0: so i'd like to focus a little bit now on the elg functionality we've, we've talked basically what conceptually has actually driven it and, and 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 things like this but what is ELG? If you were to summarise ELG for for um, the listeners of this 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 podcast, how would you summarise its functionality?
1: I would um, summarise ELG by saying it's a it's a personal learning landscape, and by that I mean it's it, it's it's an environment with which, say, I as a learner could could come into the system. Create some information about myself, but more importantly I could I could upload things that I was interested in resources I had found, and then begin to connect to other people who have got a like minded interest in the field that I'm in for example or it, but it doesn't have to just be about uh, academia another important aspect of elG is learning from different contexts be it from the, your, the community you're in from the workplace or from academia it's taking things from all facets of of of, of your life. Um, so I can go in and share these interests, find out um, other people who, who have got um, similar interests that maybe they can point me towards resources, etc., and slowly start to build up this community of, of knowledge transfer. And again, that comes back from the my experience. I mean, I know the sample size in, in my study with my weblog is, well, n equals 1, it's just myself, but uh, it has been one of the best things I could have done for my PhD just getting into this sort of network and meeting other people, well, meeting them on, and, you know, online in that sort of way, and sharing resources with one another has been—it's um, been one of the best things for progressing my PhD. So, taking that thinking into Elga, that's what I—that's that's really what I think it is. It's a—it's a personal learning landscape that the learner has complete control over all aspects of it. So, it's, it's more than a weblog then. I—I I think so. Yes, I mean the weblog is—is a, a central component. Mm-hmm. Um, to to it there's no doubt and uh, the ability to be able to uh, make private posts public posts posts to individual groups et cetera, and to be able to incorporate uh, items from your file repository and links to it, to other resources you find is, is 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 it's all part of it but yeah the weblog is quite central to this
0: okay so we have a weblog and you mentioned social i think you mentioned social networking um, and what about taking information in from other web logs? Does, does, does Elg allow for this?
1: There is... There, the f- at the moment, we're still... It's it's still very much in the development phase, and um, I believe, uh, Ben, is we are working on, on um, syndication and being able to uh, pull in... Um, y- so if you have a set of other people that have... We- uh, well, wait. Sorry, I'll just go back and, and okay. start that one. If you... Other users within Elk, if they have a weblog and you connect to them, yes, that you'll automatically have a link on your uh, learning landscape. That if you call the friends' weblog, and if you click on this, that will give a you know a, an, a, an update of all of your friends who have been posting in their weblogs. For external weblogs, we're currently in the process of building in that functionality. Okay, you mentioned friends a lot.
0: W- what is a friend in this context? Does it does it actually have a meaning beyond uh, what we would normally understand, or has it got a particular significance within
1: Elk? I I um I think friend we we used friend purely because it was through other social networking um t- tools out there. For example, you've you've got Friendster or Coot. Um, Etc. The, the term friend seemed to be something that that, that was. Used. I don't think I don't think it's got specific interest, but it it was something that people who were familiar with social networking would be able to identify what what the idea behind friends and connecting to friends was. And do
0: you use any technical standards related to friends, like friend of a friend, or
1: we have got a basic uh, friend of the friend. Implement it, uh, implemented and uh, again, this is something we're going to we're going to be expanding upon. At okay. the at the moment, yes, the, the functionality is there, but it's, it it does need some expansion.
0: So, if I was making a post in an Elg weblog, for the moment, I can, and I, I can decide who can see that post and comment on that post. Can I?
1: That's right. I mean, one of the central themes again to to this whole system is that the learner. Has um, complete control over all aspects of this. So, so, so therefore, if if you were to log in and you wanted to put a weblog post for only yourself, that that's quite a straightforward one. You would just select private, and only you would be able, you as a learner would be able to see it. However, you can go in and create what's called groups, and these essentially groups control access rights, and you can have as many of these groups as you require, and each group can have any number of friends. Um, in the group as you you want as well. Therefore, if you list that weblog post with the access privilege of just that group, the group name, only the people that are in that group will be able to see the weblog and comment on it. And in fact, you can stretch this quite a bit further in that you can make one weblog post, have that weblog post uh, public, Mm -hmm. but then have elements within the weblog post that had uh, the, these access restrictions. So, in a, in a, in, a, in effect, the one weblog post could look different depending on which group we're looking at it.
0: So, the user can actually uh, decide a who their friends are, and then also they they can actually construct groups for themselves, made, correct, up yeah. ma- made up of made up of friends. Yeah. And uh, okay, so that, that that's extremely interesting. I've I've got an issue that I'd like to raise with you about that a little bit later. But I'll I'll come back to that. Um, okay. That's extraordinarily interesting. Um, what's the status of the, uh, the 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 project, David?
1: Well, the project started it, it, it started off as a proof of concept, and now we're, we've developed it, and we're getting up to the point where I think we're ready, nearly ready to release this as, as an open source. Um, I'm not. There's a few things that we do have to add. There's still a little bit of functionality that, uh, for example, like communities that we have to um, incorporate, but. It's. Uh, I, I would say it will be. It will be ready to go out open source fairly soon.
0: And that, that is the plan to across. make it fully open source. Is it? That's right. Yes. So you know, it, it, on your roadmap, uh, you basically don't see this as a a, a commercial enterprise. You see it as fully fully open source. Yes, that's right. Yeah, excellent. Um, one one of the great problems in 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 systems um, new systems such as this is is the question of how does one extend it uh, how does one customize it um, can you know, how how has ELG actually um, um, in been influenced by that sort of thinking is it basically is it extensible could myself or or
1: anybody else come along and actually make changes to it. When we began this, the whole process of building Elg, this was one of the the primary things we were thinking and exploring. And in order, we feel, for this to to be uh, adopted or for people to use it, it was crucial that anybody would be able to come in and extend, modify, customize the system as they wanted. So with this in mind... The, the whole system has been um, developed in it with a very modular architecture, allow it so the, any, you can come in and, if you want a specific feature or you want to change something, you can just go and create this plugin and put it straight into the system. And you would have to know. I mean, it's pr- coded in PHP, so you would have to have PHP knowledge in order to do this. But it has been programmed in a way that every single, every functionality and all the parts of Elk are in these small plugin modules so it, it should be fairly straightforward for somebody with with PHP knowledge to be able to come in and uh and customize and extend it to to any as as much as they would like yeah, there's a lot of PHP coders out
0: there so or scripters out there so that's uh, that's reassuring to hear that you you've actually gone
1: the the PHP route well, we thought there was a couple. I mean, PHP. We were we were looking at the various options, and we thought PHP because it's it's one. I think it's one of the fast, if if not the fastest, growing web uh, programming language. And as you said, there's a lot of people using it. And and, it, and again, it's a, it follows the open source model. Okay.
0: Now, uh, what I'd like to do, uh, listening to what the sort of ethos, the philosophy of of Elg has actually been, you know, what what the drivers have actually been. Um, what i'm in, interested in is is if we introduce elG at the enterprise level um, y- you've talked about how the student has got a high degree of control the student can decide you know who their friends are and what groups are actually going to have what i'm trying to bend my, uh, my my mind round at the moment is how um an an h e i would respond to the introduction of uh, something like like elg at at enterprise level um you know. How is an institution going to react to such a high degree of user control? When in fact, you know, the traditional model is one of 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 central computing services having a high degree of control, or the or the lecturer, um, stroke academic having a a high degree of user control, and and here you you're coming along with this this wonderful tool. Um, how how do you think institutions are likely to react at a sort of central level?
1: Oh. Probably with horror, but it's. Uh, um, I'd, I, I. This is a tricky one because I. I have spoken to. To to numerous people, you know, academics and, and and such, and it is it is this is a concern. I mean, how what level of control can we give? Um, to the learner, to the student, and and as you say, Elg is is the opposite of, of of a lot of the systems that are currently in place, in that it does give the learner complete control. However i don 't know I think I think there 's got to be some compromise here i mean there, there, there will be ways that um, in in elg if you wanted to go in and and change the coding yourself that you could restrict certain things but but I think that the way that learning is going and certainly the way that I'm exploring and, and things that engage uh, me and my research is people are learning is moving out of just the the classroom or and and just you know sitting in this one le- one lecture or whatever you people are going. With the online, they're searching everywhere for, for new information. They're making connections with, with all kinds of different people and resources. And, and I, I, I think it's inevitable in some capacity that more control is, is heading the learner's way. And, and having systems that are able to um, embrace this can only be a positive thing.
0: Yeah, it's, it intrigues me that when when we look now what is available outside the institution. You know, you can look at the likes of blog lines, you can look at Blogger, you can look at a, a variety of different uh, uh, resource aggregators uh, podcast applications wher- whatever it may be um, it is perfectly possible that now that uh, uh, both an academic and a student can be setting up their own uh, learning environment made up of a, an aggregation of different resources that are actually out there now uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So it is, it's kind of intriguing that the the, uh, the there is certainly some uh, changes in thinking. I think uh, um, uh, required. Otherwise, we're going to be uh, creating wonderful central resources, but uh, um, meanwhile, people are actually out using stuff that's in inverted commas out there. Um, well,
1: I think that. Sorry. Sorry. No, that that, that, that is a good point, and and we'd, I think the thing that I would like to see. B- that we avoid is that, as you say, you've got you go into your university or your college, and and you you log on to their and you use the systems they are, and then you, I, I think more and more, as a as a learner who's used to using other um, online tools out with the academic uh, arena, you're going to become more and more frustrated with with the functionality that's available to you in the, in the current systems, and you'll be thinking, well, why can't it do this? Look at look at all that I can do in my own time, and therefore. Uh, this could impact on motivation and and people the, the willingness to engage in in, in 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 the process. So I think it's important to try and find some sort of balance. Okay,
0: extending that a little bit, you know, the government's uh, views of e seems to be very much as a standardised record um, interchange mechanism. Um, Elg certainly seems to have much more of a fun ethos, and again, there seems a bit of a tension there. Um, you know, could could you perceive of 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 Elg or or, or variants thereof being used uh, to meet the government's objectives uh, as a standardised record interchange mechanism, as well as as maintaining the fun element?
1: I think I I think so. I I don't see um, any reason why um, there couldn't be a functionality built into Elg that would handle, for example, the PDP personal development planning uh, and and. This, this sort of thing, but the, what, the reason we haven't approached that as yet is we were wanting to concentrate on other systems already handle that, that mm-hmm. sort of, have that functionality. We were wanting to, at this, at this point, to highlight the other aspects that, that we could incorporate into ePortfolios and learning landscapes, but I, I, I see no reason why you couldn't have you certainly couldn't have the functionality. Now, whether or not the, you could maintain that same sort of ethos um, and like the fun element that you're talking about, some people may argue that, that you can't, but, but I don't see why not. For uh, example, this is not to do with the government's views, but I think that a, a feature request we often get is well, where's the CV builder? Or where's your resume builder? And you're thinking, okay. I mean, to, to put in a resume builder is not, is not a big job. That's something that we can do relatively quickly. And it's, But the reason we didn't want to have that sort of thing in at this stage is I, I feel that might people might then just go and look at that and go, okay, here's the CV or my resume builder. And they won't look at the other functionality and, and other things that could be done. But yeah, I don't see why we can't uh, quite quickly um, put in features that would handle this.
0: Okay. What sort of level of interest have, uh, have you had on, uh, about Elg?
1: Um, interest is it's it's been it's it's so so i mean we're getting there's quite a lot of emails coming in and people requesting to go in and have a have a look at the system um um so i would say it's not been as high as I, i would have perhaps liked but at the same time the people that are interested seem very keen and perhaps i think some of this has got to do as well with how we've disseminated out what we're actually thinking and doing and and now that I look back at the user interface that people initially logged into and the lack of instruction and, and things, I'm not sure that we were able to get across what it was we were really trying to do with this system. But th- I think that's improving all the time.
0: Yeah. Well, certainly, from, from, from my point of view, having, having looked at it, it, and it, it, it didn't take, take me long to get to, to, to grips with the, uh, the, the sort of basic underlying model of, of the blog social networking syndication and resource sharing so you know and uh, having having looked at many systems and uh, which i've had to spend considerably longer uh, bending my, my my mind around or my my understanding around and it, it didn't take long so um it, it, to me it would seem certainly worth uh, uh, persisting uh, 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 with this what about standards you know international standards like uh, ims yeah
1: yeah I mean we' we're, we're, again this is something that I, I'm following quite closely the work with the the IMSE portfolio specifications and work being done by CEtus and, and the way that we have um, we've, been, we've been watching i mean it's not the standards are still quite quite immature and, the, the, and they're fairly new, but we are keeping a close eye on this and the way that we've built this and the way the architecture works when as, as these standards emerge will be it be quite straightforward for us to to adopt uh, the ones that are that are relevant.
0: Okay. Um, way back in f- February 2004, um, I published a series of article, Oracle articles, which followed the broad title "The Weblog as the Model for a New Type of VLE," and there was a lot of interest um, and, did, and, and comment made on uh, uh, th- those series of articles. And you know, and I actually had suggested that the, the Weblog. As as the basic engine from which um, VLEs could grow, uh, could be could be mm. quite interesting. Um, and therefore, you know, the question I would like to post to you uses uh, the first system I've actually seen since I wrote that article. Um, is Elg a VLE? Um, that's it's a, a very good, uh, very
1: interesting question, and it's. I, I, it, there, I, some could argue, I think that that it has a lot of the um, functionality of, of 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 what we would expect in a VLE. Uh, others are going to might might be horrified at the suggestion that this is a you know this 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 could be a VLE. But um, it does have a lot of the features with resource upload, communication, but it also has uh, aspects that VLEs do not currently have, like social networking. However, in order for Elk to, to become a VLE, we would definitely have to uh you know, build hooks and add-ons to get course content into into this. But I, I'm not sure if it if it's if it would be a full VLE, but I definitely think it could provide a series of useful tools that would be make a great add on to VLEs. And if I think if we look at uh VLE systems at the moment they're primarily geared for core structure and assessment this is going to—they're—they're going to have to evolve, and perhaps a direction like ELG is—is is one way that that they could.
0: Mm-hmm,
1: okay. What's so next then, David?
0: You know, where's ELG going? What's planned? What have you got on the uh, the lab bench for us?
1: Um, I think that uh, from a development point of view, we have—we're finishing up the functionality of communities, which is actually is—is going to be quite a big feature. In that at the moment, Elg is, it, it's, it's my personal landscape. I can come in and I customize it and I, um, you know, I can make my own templates and I can uh, put up information, talk, make groups of who I want to. I have control over it. But the next thing is to actually, there's going to have to be a way to, to regulate this in, in the sense that you could end up having a hundred friends and, and, you know, it's, it could be, it could get quite hard to keep on top of things. So one method is going to be to create communities. And if you can create a community around a shared interest, so me as a as an administrator could set up a community. Say I have an interest in uh, music, for example, I could fire up a community of music, invite in a certain amount of, of friends. I, I guess a better way to look at it, it could be a tutorial group or it could be a course, mm-hmm. and you would have that would then be populated by the the, the students that were in that tutorial that each community will have its own weblog and its own file repository that only those people in that group can access, unless, of course, you wanted to make some aspect of it public. Maybe you wanted to have a couple of weblog posts and some information so, so other people could see what was going on. But generally, the community would be about this group of people um, in, in this specific course. And that could be one way to control the actual volume of, of information that, um, that, you're, that you're receiving. Um, we're also going through Ben is 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 still is keep is continually adding features and and, and and tying up the code and really we're going to explore ways to to release this in open source and and how that licensing works and it's not something that we're that familiar with of of, of the process of how to do so uh, once we've explored how we actually go about doing that I think we'll be uh, be ready to to release Alg. Well, it seems to me that JISC should be uh,
0: expressing an interest in this, um, because, you know, with the uh, the, the e-learning program and uh, our focus upon uh, tools and toolkits and such like, mm-hmm. it seems to me that uh, you're, you're coming at things from another direction, and a, a very positive direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly it's, uh, I, I have, uh, I, I'm seldom impressed, but I've been impressed with what you've Relatively quietly been doing, and uh, perhaps the time is now come. We perhaps we should be a little less quiet about what you're doing. Mm. Um, again, quite impressive work.
1: No, well, I just well, thanks, thanks, Derek, and uh, thanks for giving me the opportunity to to talk about this. And I, I guess if maybe it's worth uh, just if anybody does want to to get in touch, then they can. Uh, go to the website and uh, send send me an email about any aspect of this that they want to know.
0: And what's the URL of that?
1: Uh, it's just elg.net. And could you spell that out for us? E-L-G-G dot
0: N-E-T. And no www in the front? Uh, y- y- you can have www okay. or, or okay. not. Okay, well, thank you very much indeed, David. Um, That that was uh, extraordinarily interesting. And uh, this is uh, Derek Morrison, editor of Oracle, uh, now signing off.